Good news, kaijus! Calling all kaiju is happy to announce that you are invited to be a part of the call. All you have to do is follow the link in this episode's description to our new official Discord server. Make suggestions for future topics, share photos from your own collections or projects, and engage with fellow kaijus as well as the hosts of Calling All Kaiju. We look forward to seeing you there, so hurry on over and answer the call! Calling all kaiju! Calling all kaiju! Megalon and Gyrus Kaigen, please report to Monster Island! This is Calling All Kaiju! That sounds like we one thing. We've got a freaking kaiju up in this ship! Hello, hello, and welcome. If you are here, that means you've answered the call. This is Calling All Kaiju. This podcast is dedicated to everything monstrous and kaiju-related, meaning we discuss films, shows, anime, comics, and collectibles. I'm Justin, your host, who came up from the depths on Monster Island to meet up with my co-host, DX. Today's episode, we'll be discussing something very important to the kaiju world, DX, can you uh, let the listeners know what we're going to be uh, discussing, please? Um, DX, just for a friendly reminder, who are we talking about today? Today, we are discussing Gamera. Ooh, now his nickname is Gamera the what? Is it Guardian? Guardian of the Universe. Yes, so before we get into that, DX, again, thank you, welcome uh, for always being here and getting me into Gamera. This was all you. Yes, I made him watch the uh, Heisei movies to get him hyped for this, and it was definitely an amazing experience. Uh, I enjoyed it. Uh, Out of the three movies, I will, in the order, I would say, because first we have Gauss. I really liked it because Gamera's a little bit, the movies are different. They're a lot darker than the uh, Heisei um, Godzilla film. So they're gory, which I yeah. like. You see people get eaten. Um, so the first one, loved it. Second one was not really my cup of tea. Uh, I just didn't, to be honest, my thoughts, I didn't like Legion that much. Now with Iris. Now, DX was like, you're going to love it. And I was like, why? Because you're like, Gamera kind of turned his back on humans. And one of my, one of my favorite shots was when Gamera, like, what, what was the deal? He slams in the earth. Mm-hmm. And just, everybody goes flying. Oh, I love it. Um, if I was going to rake, rake, rank these movies, it'll go one. Yeah, I'll go with one, three, then two. Those are the ones I'll, how I'm going to do it. Yes, the first one is Gamera Guarding the Universe in 1995. Great movie. Next one is Gamera Attack on Legion, which was, I believe, 97? 97? Yeah, 97, and then the third one, Gamma Revenge of Iris, came out in 1999. And I definitely agree with you, but I have to put Gamma 3 above the first one just because of all of the messages that the movie was shown and just how much more of better effects that the movie had than the other ones. Oh, yeah. Gamma 3 had amazing effects. I, I think my problem was with Gamma 3, again, we're, we're going to call these 1, 2, and 3s from the 90s. With 3 was... The ending. Oh, yeah. I was a little upset about that. 
I didn't mind it because the whole point of the movie was to be Gamera was first guardian of the universe, but then he, like you said, he turned his back kind of on humanity, and the whole point of the movie, besides him beating the shit out of Iris, was do we trust Gamera anymore? And I think the message of the ending was is after he defeats Iris, there is a massive swarm of Gauss coming down upon Gamera, and Gamera is injured, right? Because he's right he, out of the fight with Iris. Tired, stabbed, yeah, missing an arm. Yeah. So in the final shot of the movie, we see Gamera on a flaming city, looking up to the sky and roaring. And I believe that is a great ending because it really just tells you. It really just shows you, like, if you trust Gamera, you will probably think that he'll survive and he'll beat the Gauss. But if humanity doesn't trust him, he will probably lose and the world might end. It's uh, really about the trust between humanity and Gamera, which really breaks after he severs connection with the his priestess in the second movie. I will 100% believe he would have no problem against the Gauss. After I saw what he did in the show, which we'll talk about, Gamma Rebirth... I am, I am putting a lot of like again the biggest the biggest argument we could always say is could, could how would Gamera do against Godzilla? Mm-hmm. And you know I'm gonna say Godzilla would win, but you know what Gamera's gonna give him a run for his money. I think in the Heisei movie, right off the bat, let's just say that the Gamera from this Rebirth show and the Heisei Gamera are very different Gameras. The the Rebirth Gamera is probably the most powerful one. Oh, absolutely. And I cannot wait to talk about it. Yes. About the Heisei movies is... We didn't really watch the show because we really heard that they weren't really good, so we just thought we'd skip them for this. We did. And, yeah. And uh, the Heisei movies have a specific charm compared to the Godzilla Heiseis. They're way more realistic. They're a lot more gory and more, like, mature almost. I mean, I don't really want to say that because, like, there was Godzilla versus Destroya, and that was dark as dark. shit. But, like, yes, but, like, these movies have a different tone than the Godzilla movies. Oh, definitely. 100%. And it definitely follows up into Rebirth, especially the damage. The one thing that a lot of people complain about, or like, it's one of the two, is that Gamera gets fucked in every battle he's in. So, yeah, that's what one thing. Uh, if you, uh, Do you want to continue with Heisei, or you want to move right into Rebirth? Let's just do a little bit more Heisei, and then we'll segue into it. Yeah, so with um, with Heisei, he, with Gamera, you see a lot more damage, like realistic damage. Like, okay, this hurts him, that hurts him. And I kind of liked it. Um, mm-hmm. it, it brought, like, like you said, it brought that, like, reality. Realism. Yeah, and I was yeah. like, oh. And Gamera's smart, especially yeah. number three. I was like. Yeah, no, he is. I completely agree. It's. It's different from Godzilla because in the Godzilla movies, especially in the Hasty movies, you really never see him take physical damage besides like when his brain exploded or when he like exploded. He really just gets shot and then he like falls over, which is still good, but compared to Gamera, the stakes and the tension of the story is a lot higher when you see Gamera get fucking stabbed, his arms be cut off and him be thrown around and roaring out in pain. Oh yeah. It's it's a different take into the like kaiju genre than Godzilla. But into that, let's get into today's main topic, Gamera Rebirth. Okay. So I have it all pulled up. All right. Yep. Gamera Rebirth uh, got a 6.7 on IMBD. It just came out on Thursday. I have the date hand. September 7th is a six-episode show. 
You're looking at about 45 minutes, and again, this is on Netflix. Now, let me give you the breakdown. This is something I just learned, too, because we didn't know what year it was. In the summer of 1989, four kids in Tokyo witnessed the emergence of a turtle kaiju, a.k.a. Gamera, who bravely stands up against other kaiju that are uh, destroying Tokyo and killing individuals. Yes. Best way to break it down? Um, we gotta go episode by episode. Yes, we will. So let me give you some of the characters. I got my favorite character. I'm, I but uh, we have. Hang on, I just had it. Good lord, there it is. All right, we meet. You know what, DX, you have fun with this. Go for it. <laughs> well, I get to go. I have the three main characters up. If you want to go over the side characters plus that, you can if you want. No, uh, so, well, I will go over my side characters because there's, there's only like um, one guy there's I not like. Many. No, it's the hero of the last episodes. So that's why I'll wait until him. Uh, first, we bu- got Boko. He's basically the main character of the TV show. I'm going to be honest. He looks a lot younger than the other two, but I believe they're supposed to be in the same grade, right? Because mm-hmm. they said they all met in third grade, but he looks the young. Anyway, he's the main character of the show. He really connects with Gamera, and he has a single mom who is a bitch. Yeah, very, you know, the short haircut, the, the whole nine yards. Uh, next, we got Joe, which is probably my second favorite character. Joe is basically Boko's big brother in the show. He treats him like it. Joe lost his mother and his brother in a car accident years ago, and he basically has to take care of his father because his father has taken into drinking to cope for it. And he basically is like the dad or the big brother of the group protecting Boko and standing up for them, especially in the first episode. We'll see. And the next one we got, oh God, I say his name. Ju- Junichi? No, Junichi. Or we just, we'll call her June. Yeah. Uh, she, we didn't actually know she was a girl. For a uh, what was that? That was in the, that was episode like three. We learned. Yeah. Episode three. We, we actually learned that she was a girl. We couldn't tell. She has a uh, short hair. She's a redhead glasses. You know, the basic nerd kind of stuff. She's but. definitely the brains of the group. She's smart. Yeah, she, I was re- She's very smart. Can Especially I, in episode three. It is very focused on her. Yeah. Can I, can I go over the last guy? Cause I kind of like him. Yeah, go ahead. All right. Last guy's Brody. You know what Brody is? <laughs> a military brat. Of the U.S. Armed Forces, and he's a dick up front. He's a bully and everything, and he meets the 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 OG three by stealing their money. And then, but Joe and stands up to him. But then later on, um, they will mash back up and become friends. But Brody, yeah, I kind of like Brody. You saw his his character development really grew on me. But mm-hmm. out of the four of the main ones. It's gonna be Joe, hands down. Absolutely, he and we'll, we'll get into it. Oh, later, Joe! Oh my God, poor man. But he, okay. So obviously, I'm gonna say it now. I shouldn't have to, but we're gonna go into major spoilers about everything in the show. So if you haven't watched it yet, please go watch. You, you've gotten a week. That's all I'm gonna say. You've gotten a week to watch six episodes. That's one like from us recording and this coming out. You have almost almost over a week and a half. So that's on you. Um, so good. You want to go into the other characters? So I only want to talk about. So uh, the only one I want to talk about is uh, the tank commander. He is my what my favorite side character. No, he is my no, he's my favorite character. You want to go with fa- I, oh? So we're gonna do favorite character? Oh yeah, one percent. Um, he's my favorite. Character. What do you have his name? I don't know if I. Uh, I don't think 
he's on the list i can ch- i think i don't know so I think, all right I'm, I'm looking for like commander or something so there, we have two we have general so we have the general of the armed forces which is brody's dad which we uh we'll call him general and we have the tank commander so what's cool about this is we have the u.s armed forces general and then we have the japanese self-defense uh, tank commander so i'm just gonna call one general one commander so we just break it down so the commander the whole time He's just chilling in his tank. I'm talking about from episode one to the last episode. And he's like chewing gum. He's got his major that comes up and talks to him here and there. And I'm like, this dude's going to be badass. And I cannot wait to talk about how badass he is. But the whole time, you, you see him, he's doing origami. And I was like, this dude knows some stuff. So He is, I, he is basically the guy who saves like the in the final episode, he is the guy to like save Gamera. Yeah, but uh, all right, let's get, let's get into episode one. More characters we should oh. probably get into because they're important. We got a uh, James. I don't know how to say his last name, but James. He's a uh, suit wearing military guy. He's kind of a. He's, he, he, he's not military. Or, he, he's like uh, no. What do you say? He's a um, negotiator. Yeah. He's he's with uh he's with this foundation that we'll learn about later. Does does it have a name or is it just called the foundation? foundation? Which I like. Keep it simple, right? Okay. Yeah. Uh, he's with the foundation with another character called Imiko. Did I say it right? Mm-hmm. We were all staring at her butt in one episode. No biggie. Ah uh, yes, one hundred percent. nice. <laughs> those two characters are basically the two side characters besides the main cast. They tag along with the kids because they are. She's basically the head of the foundation from what we see, and he is basically with her at all times. James and Miko are with each other the entire time. Uh, but we'll learn later that the goal of the foundation was not our goal. It, they, our goals do not align whatsoever, and I think you know what I'm talking about. So the goal that we keep getting from them was like, we got to protect the children. I'm like, okay, yeah, I've got it. And we learned why you got to protect the children. Like, oh, you guys suck. But let's, you ready to get down to episode breakdown? Absolutely. All right. So, I, uh, episode one is called Over Tokyo. If you want to tackle this one, yeah, you want me, you just want me to, I'm not going to read all the way through it, but yeah. So, again, we meet our main characters. We learn how uh, they somewhat met. They're trying to buy a, um, you know, like a handheld uh, receiver, like a truck driver radio. So, I was like, all right, cool, whatever. They had a little hangout. We learned that. They're trying to buy that so because when they move yep. away, they can still talk to each other. It sets up like their characters have always wanted to be together. Go on. Um, no, you're good. You're good. So they do that. Run into Brody. Brody's a uh, bully. Takes her money. And then the team's like. Get out of them. Yeah. There's a decent fight. But the the main team, the three trio, I'm going to call them. they like, oh, let's plan it. Because uh, uh, June, she's, such, she's so smart. They come up with this cool way. And they find they find him, uh, Brody and his gang, and then at an arcade, they're about to get a tussle. And then all of a sudden, explosions. This is when I knew uh, Brody kind of knew some stuff about his military because I think I can't remember the jet. I think it was an F fifteen. F fifteen, yeah. Yeah, they send F 15s to fly by, and he's like, "What's going on?" Race up to the uh, to the top of the roof, and what's happening is while all this was happening, our first kaiju, which Plays a very big role in all Gamera universe is Gauss, and they're yes. just like the first movie of uh Hey series or Hesse. I'm just say Hesse. I don't care. Th- there's multiple of them, and 
I'm gonna get into tri- I'm gonna talk about that trivia after this episode if you don't mind. And so they're they're eating everybody, and then like they're getting chased by a few of them. And I love this. They're trying to outsmart them uh, inside the arcade, and then all of a sudden, boom! And then all the arcades kill like don't kill, but well, one gets killed, one gets mangled, bro. Remember that one? Uh, I had like a piece of like arcade equipment like into its eye. Oh man, it was oh it's this show's very gory. So any anyway, it was Gamera that showed up and what I liked about it is Gamera is always Gamera is one hundred percent protecting these kids. It takes a minute. Yes. But my fit one my I think my uh favorite scene is when you see Gamera, he looks down and sees the kids being chased and he just smashes the hell out of the scouse. He steps on his head goes flying. It's, oh. it's great. Um, and then like always what happens, a bigger gal shows up and then his, um, you just want to call his beam attack. Oh, his beam attacks nasty in the show. It's beautiful when they, when they start. No, no gauss. Oh yeah. Gauss is a like laser light thing, whatever it it is. It just cuts through anything. And Cuts through people's arms and oh yeah, it's it. This show is really gory, so we see a lot of that in this. You episode. see a lot of gal, there are multiple gals eating people, yeah. like our buildings Tearing and everything. Apart, yeah. yeah, loved it. Um, the fight. So uh, let me get to but uh, so when they meet up, fi- uh, Gauss finally reaches Gamera, sinking his claws into his shoulders while pulling him around and firing his supersonic sc- uh, scalpel. That's what they're calling it at point blank range. Gamera smacks Gauss around a couple times, throws him, um, and Gauss attempts to counterattack with his energy weapon, but Gamera sees his, its head, piercing its eye and his thumb claw. He slammed his head into the ground before grabbing it by the neck and hurling it over his shoulder. Yeah, Gamera's fighting style, I love it, which we'll get into his abilities later. Gamera finished off Gauss with a single direct hit from a flame bullet, killing Gauss. When he goes, several U.S. fighter jets then arrive and begin firing missiles at Gamera, which... Gamera does fly away. Let me. Can we talk about? I like the transition from let's call it land Gamera to flying Gamera. Yes. You don't really see how he morphs into it, but I dig it. Yeah, because like the smoke comes up, and yes. so you can't really see its arms transform. But okay, we see his, we see it transform once, but we'll get to that episode later. Before you go into the trivia, can I say a couple of things about this episode that I really liked? Yeah. So this episode is a great start to the series, and a couple of things that I want to mention is. Gamera is way more physical with his fights than in Heisei. Like, this guy is smacking and, like, punching and clawing, and we see Gamera jump. Like, he jumps at the Gauss. Yes. And it, it's, I'm like, I've never seen Gamera do that before. Also, I don't like using the term professional spanking much, but I cannot use that term more for this fight between Gamera and, and this bigger Gauss. Gamera fucking curb stomps this Gauss. It is trash. <laughs> Yeah, Gauss does nothing against Gamera besides like shoot him a couple times and stab him with his claws. Yeah, it's he's more like I said we'll get into his um his abilities, but he's more like a brawler. So this is something DX showed me. I a director of a 2015 short film called Gamera. Now I'm gonna try to pronounce dude's name because I know you like to make some of my fans like like listening to uh, Justin try to uh, pronounce Japanese names is hilarious. I'm not gonna try it, but you know what? It's actually. <laughs> Katashuto, thank you very much. All right, so that director, 2015 short film Gamera, is credited in Gamera Revert. 
is credited in Gamera Rebirth as the original designer of Gamera and Gamera's initial appearance facing swarms of small gauss and the first episode strongly resembles that of his film. Highly recommend it. Uh, you showed it to me last night, didn't you? I did, right after we watched the episode. I showed it, it to yeah, you. It was am- spot on. Major vibes. It, it gives off the exact same energy. Oh. And the design is very similar, especially the uh, his shell is very similar. All right, so we'll move on to episode two. You want me to do it? You want to go ahead? Well, that, so heads up. This is the name of the kaiju. You can't get mad at us. So I'm going to say it. So just All right. It's spelled J-I-G-E-R. So I'm. we're going to say Jiger. I say again, Jiger. All right, go ahead. Take, o- take over it. All right, I get to do episode two. Let's go. Uh, before I start with episode two, I want to say that um, – with each episode, the creatures get more difficult because in episode one, Gauss is fairly easy. Like, it's very easy for Gamera. He gets one shot by a big fireball. And, like, he erupts into flames and, like, rolls around in fire. But with each episode, the villain gets slightly harder to face until we get to, you know, the final. Which, oh my god, the final is so cool. But episode two called Undercurrent. Excuse me. So... After uh, the main three characters save Brody because he passes out and then pisses his pants during the Gamera fight. Yes. So after they save him, the James and Miko uh, show up and they take them to the Foundation, ask them a couple questions about the Kaiju, and they see that the Foundation, who has actually, they actually released the Gauss by accident by going into a cave. Um, They actually have eggs of another creature that is... A bunch of Jigers in this episode. Um, so somehow the main character comes up with the name Gamera. Like when they're talking about it, the main character Boko has a connection with Gamera that slowly evolves with each episode. And we see that because like in the first episode before Gamera touched down, we see him like standing there like in shock about something, but he's not even looking at the city. So it's just this slight little like nudges like showing. There's a connection between these two. Uh, in the second episode, we learned that Brody is the son of the commander, right? General, general. General, my bad. Of the general who is stationed in Japan on one of their military bases, U.S. bases. Um, Correct. After the foundation finds the kids, they give them these little devices that will basically tell, like, see if they're what connects to their, like, heart rate and, like, everything. And... If you don't, really like, go ahead. What's up? I, I want to talk about those devices here in a second because this is where we didn't know what year it was. Go ahead. Uh, and it it can it, it's like a it lets them all talk to each other, all the main characters. But go ahead about the device. So the devices are a rectangle device, and like at the time we didn't know what year it was. I was like, all right, I mean these are kind of shitty because we have cell phones. This plays later on, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm gonna go with the devices. It's like when you they could see each other, but I'd say it's more like Game Boy effects, wouldn't you say that? Yeah. Uh, so the devices again, talk to anywhere. It's more like a it's a, a cell phone with a GPS. That's the best way to talk. Say it is. All right, I just had to talk about the devices because that comes back in later. Go for it. Very much so. Yes, thank you. Um, after that, the Jiger eggs actually open up, and all the Jigers escape and 
eat everybody in the facility because we see blood splattered all over the ground and then dragging into a hole in the ground of the facility and then we see two people trying to shoot at the Jigers which immediately gets snatched up by Jigers long pro prohensile spiked tail yeah it's which, a, yeah piercing tail it's all I mean when we when he gets to the part this is I think this is the weakest kaiju I think it, I think it gets stronger with each episode. It is really fast, so yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, after that, the the kids uh go into the sewers because Brody hears that his dad was talking about that they were in the sewers. They go into the sewers and they realize that all of the Jigers are dead because one of them has eaten the rest of them. <laughs> the Alpha. Yes, and this one is much larger now. It is like this. It is very big, and after they somehow they don't see it. Like they're right next to it for like five minutes, and they don't see it. Uh, it wakes up, breaks out, and we learn that it's actually after the children, which is what the Gauss were at. And we learn in the show that the kaiju aren't actually after most people. They are. I mean, they'll probably go out of their way to kill people, but their main objective is to get the kids, right? Uh, the yeah, the main group, mostly Boko. Baco, Baco, yeah. Baco. Baco, uh, Joe, Jane, June, and Brody. Mm -hmm. um, after the Jiger comes up out of the ground, starts fighting the military, Gamera touches down, and it. I love how the scene opens up because oh. Gamera shoots down a fireball. Go for it, go for it. Down we, it. Go on. I, we, we, we totally forgot something about Gamera, but I want you to finish it and I'll jump into it. Okay. Uh, Jiger shoots down a... Or, not Jiger. Uh, Gamera shoots you. a fireball down a... Jiger and Jiger somehow sees it and like jumps out of the way as it crashes down and it explodes and sends Jiger like flying. He moves out of the way, but it still like sends him flying. It's such a great shot. And when he touches down, I think this is what Justin is gonna do. Yes. All right. So all right. So I have this other. If if you can, while when I talk about the next episode, get that music up. Gamera has the nastiest theme song it's like hardcore metal and every time so when um when uh dx and i would watch it we watch it together and to like take notes and everything this metal theme is so sick um yeah i think it's right there I, that could be no that's not it um no i'm not i don't think i'll be able to find yeah, it yet because i will out, but... yeah it just came up but I will see like when he takes back over if I can find it. I'll send it to him and he can play it for us all. But they play it throughout the show and every time, every fight scene, every fight scene, it's so sick. And like, I like the fact. I hope they keep this as his um, theme for, throughout the um, mm -hmm. forever because it's it's amazing. I'm gonna give it back it's, to it's you. It's really good music. And when I mean they play it at every fight scene, I mean they literally play it at every time Gamera comes down and does something cool. They play it. All right, yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm passing it back. I had to talk about the theme. I'll look for it while you keep doing this. Yeah, I can't. Uh, I can't find it, but I keep going about the episode. If we find yep. it, we'll post it on the oh, Discord. Oh yeah, oh yeah. It's it's really cool. But uh, the fight starts and Gamera is like throwing Jiger around and really beating the shit out of him. And to kind of describe what Jiger looks like. Imagine, like, this is going to be hard because it's really fucking ugly, but imagine, like, a naked dog with a long tail with, like, a needle, like, at the end of its tail, giant, like, kind of spikes, like a, like, Gigan's fins, 
Like, he kind of has, like, one giant Gigan fin on the back, and then his head is, like, this big, like, lion-like head with two tusks coming out the side of his head and one large one on the top of his head. But he really doesn't use much of his, like, spikes in biting. The only thing that he uses the most is his long, prehensile-like, needle-like tail. Because after Gamera is, like, throwing him around, grabbing him by the tail, slamming him down, clawing the shit out of his stomach, um... He grabs him up, and he looks like he's about to do a WWE move and throw him down. But right before he can throw him, Jiger uses his tail to stab into the side of Gamera, and it goes, like, all the way in. And Gamera drops him. And after that, you know, Jiger goes back to fighting the military a little bit because they're wailing on him. And Gamera gets back up, but right as Gamera gets back up, the military starts shooting at Gamera. And I do like this scene. It's, it gives Brody a lot more character development. Uh, so we said that Brody was the son of the general. The general is kind of an asshole so, and doesn't really like his kid that much. So Brody has to go over the radio and beg his dad to stop shooting at Gamera and to shoot at Jiger, which is a really – I really like the scene because he's like, you never believe in me. Like, come on. Why would I be telling you this if it wasn't true? And they finally do. They stop shooting at Gamera. They shoot at Jiger. And the in the finishing move for Jiger is nasty. Uh, let me bring it up. Let me bring it up. Hang on, hang on. Go ahead. Keep going while I get it. I have it ready. You Wait. have the music? No, no, I don't have the music. That's We have to do that for oh. Discord. I can't find it. But what do they call it, though? I okay. like it. Yeah, so this is a, definitely a reference to Gamera 3 Revenge of Iris. Do you want to go over it? I'll let you go over it so All right. have it up. So his technique, such a great name, Ember Vanishing hand gamma is able to to direct the energy he needs for his flame shots into his hand and it creates a burning effect that that the effect is called the attacks called ember finishing hand he uses it against jiger to penetrate oh i didn't know this hang on listen to this this is something we just knew he uses the this against jiger to penetrate her energy shield and heat resistant mucus burning her from the inside out in the novelization, Gamera initially produced bolts of electricity from his chest, which traveled to his arm, producing a large amount of vapor. Okay. I didn't know that was a female kaiju. Me neither. I didn't know that it had, like, fl flammable saliva. Very, but so, it makes sense. Yeah. It makes sense because Gamera heats up his fist, and he freaking jabs. Like, he, throw, he throws his arm into the mouth of Jiger and lifts him up over his head with his hand still in his mouth, and uh, Jiger is just like squirming and like like getting inflamed and like oh, yeah. burning inside out. It's it's, it's I'm looking at it right now. Amazing. Oh. down, roars and then flies off. Oh, it's such a good fight. Like I said, each kaiju I believe gets stronger with each episode because Gamera did have some trouble this one this episode because he got stabbed through the side with the needle tail. But such a good finisher, one of the best. Such but. Each of these kaiju get a really good finisher. Yeah, but not the best fight of the show, though. Hands down. Definitely no, not. No, not the best. Great. It's, it's probably the shortest, actually. Yeah. Well, actually, no. I think Gauss is the shortest because he fought the small ones first, then yeah. the big one. So, this, yeah. But after that, uh, the kids just go back with the foundation, and they get on a boat. And your time for episode three. All right. Episode three. Run silent, run deep. So that means about we're talking about water. All right, mm -hmm. the kaiju that we're talking about in this one that Gamera faces is called Zygra. Now, this is definitely a more aquatic type of kaiju. Very cool looking, 
Um, I'm going to give it a half breed. Let's give a little bit of Gauss and Rodan, but I want to put it in the water. It swims like a hundred was a hundred of knots. But no, and then if it wants, it can burst its energy and, and go faster. It does yeah. have an EMP weapon, and I think it shoots it underneath like its chest area. Yes, it like it. It does like a it does like Earth kind of move where like it like circles around its body and then goes into its chest and shoots out a beam that like goes through it like shoots through multiple things. It and we got to see Gamma. So it's cool water battle. It was so I want you to picture like a sky battle with water. We see Gamma doing some cool techniques, but Zygoro is way faster. Way yeah, it was outmaneuvering Gamma and everything. So Gamma. Uh, so let me back up a little bit, sorry, because you know I'm getting super excited about kaiju fights. Uh, the crew, I'm sorry, the kids are on a boat going to a, uh, uh, I'm going to say a man-made island where it's a factory where the foundation works at. Okay. So they're on their way there. Well, they got, res- uh, they got uh, knowledge. Reports. Reports. Thank yeah. you. That's why you're here. Reports. Uh, Zygra taking down a cruise ship of a whole bunch of kids. Oh, no. Um, and it was it was far away. But our smart our smart girl, uh, June, uses that sweet, what's called the Game Boy device. The Game Boy device and figures out, all right, we have this much time and everything. All right, whatever. Well, Zyger comes and we uh, learn that, uh, all right, this ship can kind of self-defense itself. I mean, it has a, its own self-defense. It's got missiles and then uh, a Gatling gun. Never used it, but they showed it. I was like, all right, cool, thanks. Then this is where it caught my eye. I started knowing something about the cast. Or the crew. All the crew have white hair. Well, hmm, that's interesting. But then, the technology they use to make the the ship go faster, I was like, oh, there's something up here. So they start pulling away, but Zygra, super fast, goes after him, and then here comes Gamera, boom, hits the water, and we have a beautiful water battle. However, Gamera is out of his element. We learned a technique that Zygra can do, he can extend his tail. I don't even know how far, but it later on in the episode it goes really far. Gamers just can't hold his own. So hang on, let me pull it up. I have it right here. He uses a different, a new ability, and this ability is called. Okay, hang. On, I'm sorry. I apologize. I apologize. I apologize. Electromagnetic. Electromagnetic shockwave. So cool. When charging up the electricity on his chest, Gamer can discharge a shockwave. He used it to destroy oncoming missiles in episode two, I believe, and uh, it disorients Zygra. I'm not going to talk about the other guy yet. So what it does is confuses Zygra. Because what happened is they're fighting. The main ship is getting damaged about ready to go. So the crew and the, the, and the OG crew get inside the submarine and they take off. What also that did, what Gamera did, was send a message to our OG crew. They were able to make it the same power he did when they got to the the island. Yes. Zygra's chasing him. Well, actually, first, Zygra's, like, lost. They can can see him, but Zygra can't find him. And Zygra's, like, shooting out his his EMPs here and there. He just, because he's so disoriented, he doesn't understand what's going on. So they're like, all right. Let's take Zygra out of the water and have Gamera fight him on land. Exactly what they did. They come up to the land and they have to run up a mountain. Oh, this is where they do the stupidest thing. Remember the horse? Yeah. All right, yeah. Okay, hold on. I got to talk about this. 
I even said this. Like, we got to talk about this. And this, this is probably, I'm going to say the most stupidest thing I've ever seen. June is getting tired of running. Boko says, all right, form horse or something like that. June gets on Baco's sh- shoulders. Uh, Brody and Joe Carrier. It's the weirdest thing in the world. To me, it looks way, it doesn't look like it works at all, but they did it. Get up to the um, station and they're able to create the same sequence. Uh, sorry, electromagnetic shockwave that uh, Gamera did. Gamera shows up and it's pretty much a really quick fight. Yes, very quick. What, uh, one, it's called a hand. His, one flame shot, that's what they're calling it. His flame shot takes him out, game over. But you saw how long the tail goes. It was in the, I'm going to say what's called the canal. Yeah, All, it was stuck in the water. Yeah. And he tried to use it to stab Gamera, but I believe Gamera dodged out of the way, right? Yeah. And then shot him, and then it just killed him. Yeah. Set was... him up a flames, just like the gals. It, good. I liked, I, I think what I liked about this episode was the the water battle the most. And we start yes. we start to see how smart June is, but then we start seeing something about the foundation. Now, I think this was probably one of our favorite episodes where we're going on to. Yeah. Kill. Before I go, go on to the fourth episode, I do I want to say a couple of things about the third episode. Um you forgot to mention something. Yeah, Godzilla wasn't isn't wasn't in it, my bad. Okay, well that's one. But two, <laughs> you forgot to mention that the crystal, remember? That yeah, you know what you take over on that. That was very confusing. Okay. And all the parts and talk really about know, they don't really talk about it that much, but they are in the ship. They are hauling this giant it's not really giant, but it's like this hefty size Spiked crystal that they seem are very important, but they won't tell the kids what it's about. And this is when we start to learn they're hiding something from us. Oh, besides that, and they're also carrying kaiju parts. Yes, uh, gauss like arms and limbs. Like yes, head, and I'm like, why? So they're we'll see later. We will. Yeah, and they're always talking about this. So I do apologize. I was getting excited because you know, like kaiju fights. That's what we're here for. <laughs> it's calling all kaiju. So they're like, it's not hidden, but the kids could see it. And they're transporting these parts and these crystal things. And so and they have to they have to protect that. So now the foundation's gotta protect the kids and all these parts and crystals. It carries on into I think the next episode though. So if um, you is there anything else you want to talk about episode three? It's yes. run, run silent, run deep is it's good build up. You saw you see a lot of June's backstory in that. Yeah, June is uh, very focused in this episode. Uh, episode 3 and Episode 4 slow down a lot of the kaiju action to focus more on the characters, which I don't mind that. And another thing I want to say, even though... What is it? How do you say the kaiju's name again? Zygra? Zygra. Zygra, yeah. Zygra has... is I gotta be honest, one of my favorite redesigns. I really like its oh, design. Oh, yeah. It's like this really flat, silver, like... It's like a fin just going through the water. Just a giant, like, vertical fin going through the water. And it looks it looks really good. Um, but it does go on land, which looks really weird. It, like, folded up its little, like, fin wings and, like, walked like a dragon would. Yeah, it, it was weird, but it that, that kaiju was not meant for... Um... Not meant for land, yeah. So, real quick, this is... I just looked at our time. This episode's going to be a little bit longer, uh, Kaiju fans, so we're going to push through it because I was just looking at our time. Uh, fun fact, during all this, remember, my our favorite character, the tank commander, is making origami every time he hears something about a new a Kaiju, and he almost makes it to Zygra. I don't know if you remember that or not. I was just thinking about that. 
Yeah, he because first he had the what the swan that would be for Gauss. Then he had I forget what the other two were, but I think they were the second one. We well, had yeah, the second one. It was weird. It didn't really look like him, uh, like uh, Jiger. But the third one looked like um, Giron. Oh, sorry. Uh, Zygra, we're gonna talk about our boy Getting next. A bit ahead of yeah, himself, I, I'm super excited about. We're gonna, you and I are gonna just destroy episode four. Episode four is probably what is. Oh my god, it's so good. Anyway, so good. After all that, I just wanted to say that Zygra, I was did not have high hopes for when I saw the design because I was like, okay, this will be a purely ocean creature. It, I don't know if the fight will be that cool. The fight was very cool. The visuals were very good and. It, it really has a cool design that I was proud of. But like I said, it's, you know, one blast from a fireball got it real good and burned it alive. Episode four, though. It's called is, Kill! Sorry, I had to say it one. It is called Kill. Oh! It's, so good. It's such a weird, because all the other names have, like, normal kind of episode names. This one's just Kill in all caps. Kill. All right, so this episode is... The be- it's one of the best because it's got it's really good the best uh, redesign I have to say sorry sorry to interrupt best redesign of a kaiju yeah this one um, it has a really good cool design away. Uh, this episode starts by what's the creature's name again oh. Giron creature you mean probably the coolest one of them all Giron <laughs> it- Giron alright yes. can, can I ju- he is a law oh man he's so cool so if you remember Giron from the 60s and slash 70s uh, Gamera movie they redesigned him, and he is a beast. We'll get in the fight. I'm gonna let. I gotta shut the fuck. I gotta shut up because I'm getting super excited about the fight. DX, take 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 it away, and I'll jump back in. So the episode starts with the foundation over at uh, Zygra's body, and Zygra is you know like dead on the ground, and Guron comes up out of the ground. He does like seven flips. And then lands. So this kaiju is very agile. His whole thing is that you can't really touch him. He flies around and then uses his giant head to slice things as he flips. Because he flips and then uses his head to hit the ground. So he uses, so before he gets to Zygra's body, he uses his head to like flatten a bunch of people, cut some tanks in half. And these are very precise cuts, by the way. This is like some anime type of sword cutting shit like if he if you see him like go near something he'll land and then the thing will just collapse with the perfect cut yeah oh man he is a agility beast and i loved it what i i we gotta talk you gotta yeah keep going about the episode where they find out and everything and then we can because mm-hmm. i yeah because that, that plays a big part kill plays a big part for the next episode keep, so we'll talk about uh gear on in a second Yes, so after Giron gets rid of all the military and the foundation on the island that Zygra was killed on, we don't see it, but we actually learned that he it ate the body of Zyr, uh Yeah, Zygra. Ate the body of it. Zygra, yeah, sorry. It ate the body of Zygra, which we learn it later, but I'll just say it now, that the kaiju get stronger by eating each other's bodies. Yes, they do. Which Yeah, it's weird, especially at the cool. end. Yes, it comes into play in the sixth episode very much so. Um, this episode, uh, the, the foundation finally gets them to the man-made structure in the middle of the ocean. It's like a big, like, oil rig kind of looking place. It's very flat and big. Um, they show, they talk more about the crystal, but I can't really tell what they're really talking about. It's, like I said, this episode kind of sits back to talk more about the characters, because the characters are our main focus in this episode. They show that the crystal is there, and that they have a bunch of gauss limbs, and heads, and tails, and whatever. Um, they... 
basically, Joe doesn't trust the Foundation. Which, which is smart. It's very smart, because when they get, they have a room at the Foundation place. They have a room, but then they the doors are locked. And Joe doesn't trust the place, neither does June. So they both go through an air duct to try to leave, while Brody and Buko stay behind. Because, you know, what's not to trust? It's the Foundation. They've been helping them so far. And then, when they are crawling through the vents to get out of there... Go ahead. No, no, you're good, man. I'm just listening. Um, what's his name again? I keep forgetting. So I we, can't... Who? Giron? Giron. Okay. I can't... There's so many names. So, during all this... So, like, they're getting a bad feeling because why they're also... Why they're on this uh, platform or this uh, man-made island, there's another kaiju there that the foundation is, like all about which we're going to talk at the after the, the fights so they are so the kids are trying to escape we have brody and bako in the hotel room and the i just call it a hotel room but it's like their office hangout and then you have joe and june trying to escape so during this time Guron shows up and um oh what's the uh, negotiator's name james james like hey i'm done i want out but then the, the female chick's like, no, I need you to help out. He's like, fine. So he's trying to coordinate attacks against Giron. Giron is searching for the kids, and he is, like, destroying this this place up, doing his flips, using his blade and everything. Remember, his blade's on his head. He has a really cool, like, noise that comes out of him, which I got to talk about in trivia in a second. Finally, he gets to the building, slices it up, and then here comes Gamera. This fight is ridiculous. Gamera, because Guron is so agile, he Gamera can't hit him with his uh, flame blast. So, and Gamera takes bad, bad damage. Mm-hmm. Um, oh man, it's bad. But we see, we see he has, his. When he first lands, he starts smacking and pushing uh, him around, but then we realize that Gamera just wants to protect the kids. Yeah. Because oh, yeah. I hated that part. Yeah. Go go into that. He basically just has to stand there because he can't move because the kids are still stuck in the air ducts and in, like, this taller part of the Foundation Island. And ba- Gamera basically just has to stand there the whole time and not let Guron get past him. But, um, and so what that is, so Giron's like, all right, I'm going to use my range attack, which is really cool because at first we're like, what is he shooting at him? What Giron can do is shoot these blades. Best way to re- hey, best way to break what these blades look like. Remember Godzilla Final Wars when Gigan shoots his blades out? Mm-hmm. Just like that. But he shoots it off his back and goes off his giant blade on his head. Now. He shoots the spikes off of his back. Yeah, it's super cool. Like a little lightning bolt and it shoots. And Gamera can deflect them here and there and they're going everywhere. However, where does Gamer get hit by one? One goes right into his eye. Left eye. Then, I believe after that, Giron does his signature move, the front flip with a slicing motion, takes off Gamera's right arm. Yes, Gamera puts his arm up to protect because he was about to hit the building, and it goes right through Gamera's arm. And... This I was like, uh-oh. So I was thinking, all right, he's going to do flame attack because, you know, his burning fist, I call it. No. Giron just lunges at him, hits Gamma right in the chest with his blade. 
and then backs up and Gamera falls down. Gamera's not out of the fight because Gamera's like, you know what? You want to spin around and do your little acrobatics techniques? Check this out. Can I can I go right into it? Go ahead. You're 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 really excited about this kaiju. I'll let you go over this one. He his new move, the shell saw. Super cool. By retracting all his limbs into his shell and re, um, extending his uh, serrated, serrated, serrated edges of his shell. So what he could do is his shell like turns out and becomes a chainsaw. Gamera can use his jets to spin and become a giant buzzsaw. This was Gamera's most effective killing tactic, instantly cutting Giron. I'm not going to talk about the other guy yet. Because he used Giron's slicing technique and spinning against him. Oh, it is one of the coolest cut, like, right through him from, oh, cut him right in right half. through him. The clean cut right through the middle of him. Loved it. And his body goes, his, I mean, he went right through his body. So we fell into the ocean, and Gamera, he falls into the ocean, too, because he's out of the fight. He's He's taken the most damage he has so far. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he. Kills him, and then I think he flies away, right? No, he, he goes into the water with oh, him. Oh, yeah. Water, yeah. My bad. After and, that, uh, like like I completely forgot to mention with the dipshit that I am, there's a mummified kaiju under the foundation building. Which, for some reason, you know, the foundation loves this kaiju for a certain reason. Yeah, they really want to keep this thing there, which, I mean, is a little bit fishy, but okay. Um, The kids take, their, take an elevator down to the bottom because, you know, they don't want to be up there well. Gamera and him are beating the shit out of each other. So they get down to the to the like the main bottom floor where the mummified kaiju is. They step in and then they try to touch the crystal that's down there, and all of them get a vision. All right, the vision is this, if you don't mind. So the foundation's been around for, like I said, hundred thousand years, and what they were doing is taking a certain child that has the code. We could, I could try to explain it, but to me, I was confused. If this person has a code and is eaten by the main kaiju, that lets that kaiju start to eat everybody else, and it, it, they call it the purification. Mm-hmm. So the three, the four kids see the vision of other kids getting put in a certain cage and are about ready to be eaten by, um, I guess we're going to say his name. We're going to bring him up. Um, virus. No, sorry. Vir- Vi- no, not virus. How do we say it? Virus? I think you were right. Virus. No, virus. Yeah. Sure, virus. It's called virus. Pretty sure they say something different. But It's virus, yeah. He looks like... Uh, we'll get into that next episode, the moon. Um, and if he eats the kids, like I said, he comes... He's like, for some reason, start eating everybody else. However, yeah, so comma... Yeah. Go ahead. They call it the purification. Because I guess... Boko is the main kid, but they have the other kids with them, which I guess maybe they have backup codes or some shit with them, which it's really hard to tell. They don't really say, but Boko is the main kid. If that giant, if virus eats Boko, he will be able to gather the strength to eat over like what? 90%. Yeah. Over 90% of the planet's population. And there'll be what left with like 0.02%. Yes. Of the population left. And I'm like, what? Oh, it's they. It's it's like a cliffhanger with this episode because it ends with that fight and then cuts right to them 
seeing this vision, and then they all immediately pass out. And we realize the Foundation is not from our world. No. I... They are, they, we don't really know what planet, but they're from another world, and they have, they are stationed up on the moon. Yes, so real quick for, I mean, this is a trivia to talk about. So when Giron can brief, I don't know if you caught this or not, but I remembered this. Giron can briefly be heard laughing in a deep, grumbling voice at certain points of the fight, just as he did in Gamera vs. Giron in 1969. Oh, I did not. I think oh, I yeah. Laughing like once, he, I didn't he was laughing a couple of times every time he hurt Gamera. So I thought that was really cool. Yeah, this guy's design, I gotta be honest. It's the best I one. I really like this design, too. Yeah, hands it's, down. He's really he's really long. I mean, he's big, but he's really long and thin. Very small arms and legs, but then this giant sword-like head, and his mouth, like, splits open from underneath the sword. It's like three yeah. petals. Very, very... Like a Demogorgon mouth under the, yeah. under the giant sword. Oh, uh, and then fun fact, all the kaiju, besides Gamera, have red eyes, and that comes into play later on. Yeah, they all have the exact same red with, like, purple-veined eyes. Loved it. All right, now we're moving on to... Episode 5. Go ahead. Um, It's called The Moon is a Harsh Mistress. Now, so every, we've learned what Foundation wants to do. Foundation wants to uh, put the kids in the cage because of the code and give it to Virus. Well, before the virus can eat him, he has to absorb the other kaiju. So what James is doing is... So James is trying to like, uh, I don't know if I really want to help these guys. So James the whole time is act like he's being a good guy for the foundation, but also tricking the kids to think he's a bad guy to help them out later. So forget the foundation guy that's helping him. So I don't know his name. Yeah, me neither. It's called foundation, foundation guy. guy that was yeah. shot that's helping so the foundation guy got hurt during the battle with Gamera and uh, Giron, and he was telling James like, hey, you need to get a spot on the ship so you can get the hell out of here. Okay, cool. So he's playing both sides. His, his, uh, James' uh, end goal was protect the kids. That's his only job. That's all he wanted to do. So James and Foundation Guy are throwing these kaiju parts into Virus. Uh, and Virus is slowly starting to awaken. Cool, whatever. Well, now they're like, oh, go get the kids. And James is like, okay. James goes to the kids, but there's a little tussle. And one of the kids get his uh, tie um, clip. And so brings kids. Uh, I think it was Joe or Brody. I think it was yeah. Joe. Joe stabs one of the foundation members, not the helper guy, in the leg, and they take off running. And the the what's the female's name? The bad girl, Miyoki. Yeah. So she is trying to take over foundation because we learn the head council, the female, her aunt killed her mom. And took over. So she's getting her revenge, hence why she wants to use virus. All right. He's a, he's a bitch, by the way. Yeah. All she right. explains her plan to the kids and just says, yeah, you're all, I want you all to die, and we're going to kill everybody on the planet, yep. by the way. So kids are tra- escaping. James helps them out, and he tells them the truth. And then the foundation guy is also helping out. Well, while this is going on, uh, the female and her two guys... Are trying to chase him, but hurt. One, the guy got stabbed, legs hurt. Well, guess who's waking up? Virus. Virus is more like a squid style. And um, he is he has his tentacles have a, an open mouth. I And he smashes the first guy, 
No, the second. No, yeah, first guy eats him. We don't see it, and then he goes after the second one, and then she, uh, then the evil chick and her uh, third guy is able to get out of there. While this is all going on, James, the foundation guy, and the kids are racing towards the um, the space shuttle. shuttle to take off. All right, cool. Virus is seeing this, and how he sees things. Let's go. It's so cool. He can like zoom around, like his eyes can like see through stuff, and it, all he sees is the code of Baco. Well, Virus is able to get out, and he's starting to trying to get the um, which the uh, the special takes off, but Gamera shows up and like he does like I think he flies right into him. They do a little he bit tackles of him. yeah, tackles him. They fight a little bit, but Virus is too powerful, picks him up and kind of electrocutes him here and there. Well, the space shuttle's heading to the moon. Virus sees this. No, yeah, because Virus turns into a cannon. I don't know how he did this. And then Gamera hits him. The back of his head, like, opens up, and, like, he uses his legs to be, like, a turret. Yes, like a platform to hold him. And then Gamera hits him, and then there's that fight. Quick fight. Well, Virus sees this. He's like, fuck, I missed. All right, what am I going to do? I'm going to go into jet mode. Very cool. (laughs) Goes into space shuttle mode. Is chasing after them. So, why before he started doing that, he fired a shot, missed completely, but hit. I'm sorry, he doesn't miss. Clips the shuttle, and the, oh man, the foundation guy burns alive. Mm-hmm. Uh, James, yep, James smashes his head and looks like I don't know how it just looks weird. And so the kids are trying to figure out how we can get out of the space shuttle. Well, there's an ejectocito, baby. So they get in a uh, ejectopod, trying to figure it out. Same time. Virus is chasing them. Gamera's like, nah, dog, I got this. Goes to super flight mode, and then he starts getting more uh, chases virus. It's getting faster and faster. Yeah, they're both, yeah, he's able to pick up speed. Okay. Now this is where it comes in a dilemma. The escape pod will not go. It has to be ejected manually. And our boy Joe, Joe who decides to sacrifice himself, Gets out, closes the door, and sends the kids off. And then very tragic scene. Yes. Well, now the kids are flying. Gamera, what he what does he do? Yeets it. Hang on. Does his hang on, let me go again. They're gonna call it uh, his um shell saw, but like super speeds. And he cuts right through virus. Mm-hmm. And man. It just splits in half, and everybody's like, well crap. The bad guy was like, well, we lost virus. But Gam- <laughs> Yeah, it was quick. And what Gamera is able to do is to carry the pod, the escape pod, back to Earth. But Gamera's very hurt, though, from all this. And then that leads us to episode, the last episode. Episode six. Yes, take it, take it away, because this, oh, it gets nasty. Well, before we go into this, let's discuss episode five. Just a, just a couple of things. Okay. So how did you think of Virus overall? Way better design in a 60s partner. Hey, definitely. Scary. We were so surprised when Gamera just killed him off because he wasn't no, not in the episode much. He was built up. Yeah. And then he died. I was like, that. that's it? I was like, wow, that's cool. And I was like, all right. Uh, yeah, because I thought he was going to be the evil baddie. <laughs> we were wrong. No, because he didn't show up until the very end of the episode, so we thought that like the final battle would go from episode five to episode six. Not in the slightest. We were completely wrong. 
and I don't. It's Gamera is so messed up. Like he came into the fight, he was doing good. He tackled uh, Virus and then started smacking the shit out of him. But I mean, he got he got the long squid tentacles, and he just electrifies Gamera. And painful man to watch Gamera scream out in pain like that. But then again, he does come up supersonic speed right through him, just the same thing he did to the other guy. Yeah, and nasty. Joe's sacrifice. <laughs> it's damn. I was not expecting that. He was though. Justin was. He said, as soon as that happened, I was like, "That's so sad." He's like, "I called it, motherfucker." I'm sitting there like, "What?" Yeah, I. It was sad. But you had no remorse. Shut up. No, you didn't. No, I. I was like, ah. I was like, shut up and die. <laughs> I was like, but um, th- gotta remember Joe though. Remember this. Yes, Joe. Joe saved them. Like the big brother that he is, he saved them. And then. But I think it's. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. I think it's time for the final episode of this amazing series, episode six, Childhood's End. Oh, it's nasty. So, it's, it's this is a really good episode. So, like he's like he said, uh, Gamera catches the pod and lands on an island, and we see that they get out of the pod, and Gamera is like dead on the beach. Like he is just washed ashore on the beach, and he looks basically dead. So James is willing to just give up and leave because they think that the foundation's dead because virus's body lands on top of uh emoko and the other foundation guy that she was with and yeah so like like why are you doing that let me know give me a thumbs up and you're good on that um when um they land and it's super sad because like boko was like gamera's like dying and he's like i just lost joe and I just lost. I'm losing Gamera, but who? Did, but he talks to James, and I'm let you take over real quick while you do that. We talk about James, what he does. So James is like I said. James isn't the nicest person throughout the entire show. He hates kids. We know that. We've learned that he even divorced his wife because he doesn't like kids. Um, he's. I guess he's one of the side characters that I. I didn't mind him, but he's kind of a jackass to be honest but he's about to leave he's like the foundation's dead we're gone let's just get out of here if it was up to you i'd just hide for now and get back to your family and boko's saying i just lost joe and i'm about to lose Gamera. don't you dare do this to me and after like an argument james gives in and calls the military back to the island so the military touches down the island and creates a base and covers gam and drags Gamera onto the island and covers him up with this like big tent kind of building and they bring in these biologists and scientists to come in to try to figure out how to heal Gamera because we learn that there's actually another threat so virus's body is split in half and it lands onto the bad guys but Emoko is still alive and she wakes up and looks at virus's body and then we see a gauss beam be shot out of virus's head and a really ugly excuse me like three-eyed gauss comes out and she's like oh all right it's not over then it was a gauss all along oh yeah that po- oh sorry i had to sneak away so um, you, you so oh when gauss can't it's little gals at first, and he's crazier looking. You there? Did I lose you? Yeah, sorry. Oh, sorry. So, like that gals, um, I just have to use the bathroom. So, to be honest, but that gals that comes out of him, crazier looking. Yeah, he, it's a three-eyed gals. It's it's very weird looking. It's really ugly to be honest. But it starts eating Virus's body, 
and we do learn that like i said before if they eat each, if they consume each other's bodies they get stronger so this is still a baby and throughout the episode it gets larger um the scientists learn from the children that they still have a shard of the blue crystal that one of the kids had and they learn that if they put it in some type of coil and put it around gamera it'll make him like heal himself but he has like what they say like over like a hundred broken bones and internal bleeding oh yes gamera was messed up so they start healing gamera and boko talk tries to talk to joe through the uh little devices that they had and it's this tragic scene where he just talks to him about like how this was going to be their last summer together and how even though he didn't make it it was fun for them and that they'll never do anything like that again that it was such an adventure but because <laughs> you're talking about the beach and I, I was being a smart ass trying to make you laugh. I was like, what happened if Joe just falls behind him? Like, <laughs> you like, I hate you. <laughs> Shut up. This, not the time. You're ruining these sad scenes for me. Come on. It's, it's my job. Um, yeah, but then finally the tank commander's there because the military sets up, uh, what, tank battalions all over the island aiming towards the ocean because the Gauss actually has abilities from other kaiju mm -hmm. he can't fly because he's so big this gauss is massive by the way this is like king Ghidorah, massive gauss this guy is ginormous he's so big he can't even swim or he can't fly but he has to swim with his giant wings so he starts going through the water just like zigra did so the tank commander they so so the they were getting no so the japanese were not getting no u.s at this time U.S. was not going to come help them because the general was like, got orders, hey, I got to stand down. So the Japanese self-defense force was like, all right, cool, we're in. The tank commander finally is like positioning all his tanks. And he's like, aim all the, aim, aim all the tanks at the ocean. He had a feeling. He knew something was up. So the doctors, the kids, they're trying, they are reviving Gamera at this time, trying to help him. And he's slowly healing quick. Well, not quick, but like he's slowly healing, I should say. Gau su super Gauss. Or S Gauss. They it, yeah. Yeah, and they, they say S Gauss, but we're saying it called Super Gauss. Shows up. Uh, Japanese Self-Defense Force has four battleships. And they engage it. Well, it doesn't really do so hot. But for some the tank commander and his major, they come up with an idea on how to keep distracting Gauss to get away so it doesn't keep going towards Gamera. And it is a good fight between these tanks and Gauss. Where Gauss is getting pissed off. So he uses his, uh, his uh, scalpel beam, I think they called it. But he makes it, at first when he's using it, he's kind of his head's flinging around everywhere. So he's not really controlling it. Then he's able to. And it's pretty cool because the tanks use maneuverability tactics like defense and everything to move around while they're trying to shoot Gauss. Well, we think, we thought our tank commander gets hit because he's, like, he's moving his tank. Nah. Yeah. This boy comes back later like a G. So, Gauss is finally past the defense. Everybody's saying, we got to evacuate. And the kids are like, we're not leaving Gamera. Baco's yeah, giant Gauss is just approaching them slowly. And Go I ahead. cannot like keep saying, this Gauss is massive it is the big by far the biggest kaiju in this series oh 100 he's yeah he's huge uh like you would say like he's like 
This Gauss is like uh, King Ghidorah from Legendary, 100%. Yes, like Monster Zero size. He is big. So during all this, Baco, 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 B, the, the, the child, the coded child, as we should call him, takes off, just runs. I'm going to run away. James is like, where the hell do you go? Uh, we have June and Brody's like, wait, where'd he go? So what Baco was trying to do is, I'm going to lure away Gauss because he could see, because the kaijus, the bad kaijus, can see the code in um, Baco. Takes off, running, comes to a cliff. He's like, oh, no, what am I going to do? During this time, because Gamera is sensing Baco's in danger. And he starts, do, you, do you mind if I go over this part? Go for it. Okay, so this is this is really this is really exciting final battle. So Gamera is still healing his wounds, but Gauss is about to eat uh Baco. Like he's right there. Like right in front of him. And he's saying to himself, Gamera, I know you're gonna save me. Please, I say I gave you a couple extra minutes, but I need your help now. So Gamera wakes up and shoots a fireball right at the super Gauss, making him fall over into the ocean. And Gamera has arrived, but Gamera has not even close to healed all of his wounds. What they said he needed like another half an hour, mm-hmm. so he's still very messed up. Um, Gamera, Gauss comes out after a couple more. Well, Gauss comes out and jumps at Gamera. You know, Gamera's smacking the Gauss because, to be honest, this Gauss is really like weird looking. It has a really long neck and like a big head, like skinny body, big wings. So it's just smacking the Gauss around because it doesn't really know how to fight that well besides using its beam. But then when Gauss is pushed back by Gamera, he shoots out his tongue into Gamera's mouth. And I'm like, okay, that's a little bit weird. And then he starts, like, putting, like, something goes through his tongue into Gamera's mouth. And I'm like, okay, are we watching the right Gamera show right now? Are we watching something else? It was weird. It was, it was weird, but, so Gamera's kind of, like, stuck there like that. He's kind of, like, in, like, a trance because of what he's doing. And guess... This motherfucker. Guess who comes out and saves Gamera? My turn. My turn. (laughs) All right. Tank commander out of nowhere is like, we got this. He goes, he takes his tank and his true, and they're shooting shells into his face, into Gauss's face, super Gauss's face. And like, he's like, I just need to get him to open his mouth to, to break the, uh, the, you know, the, the tongue from, Yeah. When he's trying to do that, guess who arrives? The general. He said, screw the orders. And what he brings in is, I think, multiple AC-130 gunships. And they're blowing the hell out of Gauss's back to distract him. Thank God. Because that's able to open his mouth, um, like kind of divert his attention. And the command, uh, tank commander is able to shoot that final, sh- get his final round into the mouth to break the connection from Gauss and Gamera. And it was an awesome scene of military blowing the hell out of gas. All right, keep it going. Cause the, I just want to talk about the the final technique Gamera does, but I, I can. But you, go for it. So after that, he shoots his tongue back in, and Gamera is able to kind of wake back up, and he's like, "That was weird. Let's get rid of you now." So Gauss was pushed onto the floor by the fire from the military. What the what do they call it again? The aircraft. The AC-130 gunships. Yes, they pushed Gauss onto the floor because he's like this really skinny boy. So like he, he doesn't have much mass to hold against this firepower. But he's he 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 could get him if he wanted to with his beam. But anyway, Gamera shoots up into the sky. All right, I got the ability. Can I call it? Sorry. 
Go ahead. Sorry. All right. He does. But no, I'm going to let you do it. But it's called the jet barrier. Take it away. Oh, okay. So, Gamera sucks in all of its limbs, spins around, but spins. He doesn't spin just in a circle. He spins, like, all around in a circular kind of motion and creates, like, he's like a fireball himself. He's spinning so fast that it's creating this, like, energy field around him. And he shoots down into Gauss's stomach and is spinning so fast with su- such energy into Gauss and is like still spinning when connecting with Gauss. It's cooking Gauss alive. Yes. And Gauss is like screaming in pain, shaking its limbs as Gauss is just ramming into its stomach and just spinning at top speeds. So oh, it's so good. Yeah, so the jet barrier. Gamer can create a barrier by retracting his limbs into his shell and using jet spins around at mock speed, resulting in a shield that was able to deflect multiple shots from Super Gauss's supersonic scalpel. Yeah, so, mm-hmm. And he kills it with it. Now. So good. Kills Gauss. And remember, the foundation, we already lost the, the chick from um, that was on Earth because Gauss ate her. We have the foundation up in the moon. Yeah. And they're like, well, I guess we're going to go with the OG plan. Remember when uh, Super Gauss had his tongue inside Gamera's mouth and was pumping something into it? Who was pumping like his, his original code or like what Gamera's original design was supposed to be? Eat the code. Eat the child. Well, I'm going to let you handle that because I know you like that part, but I want to do the attack. Go for it. And he's doing my thunder again. Yeah, I get the attack. I get the attack. So, after... So, they basically... I I think they push a button or something. And Gamera just looks down at Bako. And he just starts hardening and darkening. Like, he gets like... Oh, I loved it. he was green before. It, like, covers his body. And he's like, turns all black. Like, this dark gray color. And then it gets to his eyes. And his eyes are, like, turn to the same color... That all the other kaiju stars. Remember, we said all of the kaiju, all the bad kaiju, have the exact same eyes: red with black pupils and purple like veins through it. It's we get evil oh. Gamera. Gamera turns evil, looks down at Bako, and starts walking toward him in this like zombie-like fashion. He's like throwing his arm around, like walking towards him. It is so cool, and he roars, and it's not the normal Gamera roar. Oh. It's so good. You know what? I'm a nice guy. I'm gonna let you handle the attack. But let me. Uh, you gotta say the name though. Oh yeah, I'll say, say it. the name. So everybody's freaking out. Like, wait, uh, James. Like, that's not the original Gamera, Bako. You need. We need to run. Bako was like, no. I have faith in Gamera. I know. I trust him. So Bako was like walking towards Gamera, and Gamera's like looking at him. And then I like this scene. Gamera's like fight. You could. Gamera's having an internal battle with himself. Mm-hmm. His eyes go from red to black, back to green. Ah, it's like yes. Gamera knows something's wrong with him, so he does a new technique. Oh my god! Oh my god! Orlin or Orlium O R O R Y L I U M Orlium. Well, you know, I'm gonna call it the O Cannon. How about that? The O Cannon. Now. This yeah. technique oh it's got a lot of trivia behind it. So go ahead and talk about it, and I'm going to talk about this trivia. Gamera looks up at the moon, and I think you know where this is going. He, <gasps> sucks, he sucks in a bunch of air and debris from around, puffs up his chest, 
lights up in this circular kind of like the same thing that Earth does when he fires his bream, the circular kind of energy field into his mouth and unleashes this like it's, it's basically a Godzilla beam. This blue beam shoots up into the sky and goes right through the moon. It slices right into the moon, like destroying the foundation's faculty on the moon. It goes right through it, and it shows the Earth below, and there's this giant shockwave from the beam that, like, goes over, like, like so many miles of the Earth. It's just obliterating oh, the side of the moon. I it loved right it. it. It was so sick. So... Can we talk? All right, so the beam, the O beam, Gamera. So in the trivia, the the O cannon is somewhat similar to Ad, Advanced Gamera self destruct, which is which also led to the birth of a successor. So now, I don't know if a lot of people. I had to look this up. I don't know if you're tracking that. You know what Advanced Gamera is? No. All right, we'll talk about it off the, the podcast. So, all right, the best way I can describe this technique is I'm going to go a little bit out there. So he builds up, he fires the beam around his mouth. I will give that more of a uh, Godzilla Earth vibe. You got that, correct? Mm-hmm. But also... It what does it, come from his mouth, though. It comes yeah. out of his mouth, not in front of his yeah. mouth like Earth. And then we got the rings around it from what? Singular point. So yeah. I love that. So I have to talk about the attack. This attack is so powerful, You, it Gamera can't. Stan, he can't live anymore. It takes all of his energy. So, the best way I can... I'm going to go off topic real quick. But if you remember from Dragon Ball Z, Vegeta uses his self, uh, his self-sacrifice attack against Majin Buu. I want you to think of that because he disintegrates. He just turns to ash afterwards. And I was like, nah, Gamera's not gone. Nope, but that... Yep, Gamera starts fading away. Like Thanos like, snapped him away yep, in Infinity. Yep, mm-hmm. The, then, go ahead. He hardens and then just Ugh. flies away. Like he just turns into dust and it just. I I was sad. I was like, I know he's not gone. So how are they gonna save it? Um, I'm gonna save more of the trivia for later. But um, so after we see that, and I was like, I was bummed. I was like, man, this damn sucks. Because I was like, but that was a hell of a that was a hell of an attack. Because if Godzilla can burn through the Earth, we have Gamer who can hit the moon. Thousands of miles away. To the moon and accurate. It. And accurate as shit. Because he hit. Yes. He was able to hit that building. So. It's a very thin beam, too, by the way. It's it's like Shin's su- kind of thin beam. Yeah, it's very thin. But it's super powerful. So he does that. And then you want me to just keep charging on, or do you want to. Yeah, go ahead. So it gets really sad. Everybody's sad. Gamera's gone. But my one of my theories comes true at the end. You know, I'm gonna handle that one. Handle uh, about Gamera if you don't mind. So after Gamera is disintegrated away, we see something left behind under his disintegrated body. Well, it's one of those crystals again. That's that's actually I read it up. So he leaves a crystal, but what's inside it is what we're gonna get into. So he leaves like a, a circular kind of crystal formation behind, and after that, we cuts to the main characters living on their lives, getting back to their families. And it's a very nice voiceover from Baco talking to Joe. Like I, like, he, like I said at the beach scene that Justin ruined for me, <laughs> he talks to him about how Gamera saved them and how he will always miss him and that he was always his brother that he never knew that he wanted. 
and that they will go on and live their lives now because Joe saved them and Gamera saved them. But I'm not going to say it, but I'll handle that part. Keep you, yeah, you handle the, uh, to the foundation. Final shot besides we'll get to the, the credit scenes, but the final shot is June Brody and Baco going into the foundation a foundation building. Obviously the good guys. Yeah, the good yeah. guys. Not, a, not an evil foundation, but the same foundation, just without the alien part. They go into the foundation, and they go into this test tube-looking mm. section and tell us what they see. They see a baby Gamera! Yes, they see an egg hatch and ga- a baby Gamera. It is the cutest shit I've it's, ever seen. It looks just like from that, that one one. Uh, Gamera the Brave. Yeah, it looks almost like it's pretty good. And he is adorable. He's so cute. He even roars, and it's amazing. Oh. He tries to roar, and it's this little baby cute little roar. It's oh. All right. Now, what I called, I couldn't talk about it earlier. So, when Baco was, they're moving out of their little, you know, the high, their cool hangout area in the beginning that they made, and they're moving all the stuff out. He left his little Game Boy device there. <clears throat> ODX. Who contacts the the Game Boy device? <laughs> Joe. Joe's still alive, baby. He's still alive. That means how? So no one knows. All right, no one knows. But you you hear a message from Joe, tr- reaching out to Baco. Now this where it gets crazy. I think there's a cut scene. Like after a few minutes, we, we fast forward. James has a crystal in his hand, and this is what threw me off. We see James again. I made a comment. He's like on a stage, seeing a whole bunch of pictures talking about, oh, you know, I have this new device, blah, blah, blah. What, what's the, Steve Jobs, right? That's his name? Yeah, he's got like this turtleneck. And yeah, looks like on. Steve Jobs. I'm like, what is he doing? And I'm like, so what he is, he produces like, and now the new type of technology, it's a cell phone. And I'm like, what are we getting ourselves into now? Because now I didn't know the year. I'm like, we already got this. Well, this is 1989. The only cell phones we have is like, well, DX wasn't alive then, but I was. So brick-ass cell phones or cell phones, like car phones. So I'm very curious what's going to happen. They are 100% going to do a season two. They have to. There's no way. Oh, yeah. They left it on a cliffhanger. Yeah, we have Joe coming back. Well, alive, out in space. I have a theory on what's going to happen. We have James, who's coming, um, what's his name? Uh, Steve Jobs, which would be Mm -hmm. weird. And then we have uh, G- Baby Gamera, who now what I like about Bacos is he protected us. Now we're going to protect him. So there are still some Showa, uh, Gamera, Kaja didn't show up. And then we, maybe season two, they bring the ones from Hesai. Hes- but no matter at the end of the day, I have to say this. Gauss is the number one villain of Gamera, hands down. Absolutely. Like, it was so weird because we thought the virus is going to be the final battle because he was saved for the final. Nope, it's just a really big and ugly Gauss. Yeah. Um, I was so surprised by the size of this Gauss. Though. The, the Monster Zero-sized Gauss. God. So good. So freaking good. This, this final episode was definitely the best episode. Um, so let's talk about it. All right, this is tough because 100% Gamera Rebirth destroys the Kong Skull Island show. 100%. Absolutely. Destroys Godzilla Earth, although it was the same creators. Do you agree? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, this was a tough one. We're both Godzilla fans of Singular Point. <laughs> Gamera Rebirth 
destroys Godzilla singular point. Hands down. It's so good. It's, they don't even compare. Does it compare? Is- this is on a different level. I am a Godzilla fanatic. Remember, I was always against Gamera until I started doing my research. I started watching the movies. Now, I will say this. In a fight, Gamera will give a run for his money for Godzilla, but Godzilla will always win. Hands down. Sorry. Get mad at me. Throw your hate comments. Don't give a shit. It's my podcast. Our po- Correction, our podcast. So, Gamera, I, 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 if you want to say it, Gamera will whoop Kong any day of the week. That's, that's, such un- that's so unfair. He just sliced through him. Yeah, I know. So, I highly... If you, if you, again, you better have seen it before we talked about it. If not, I hate saying, I like saying this word, but again, it's my podcast. Tough titty. Guess what? We ruined it for you. Watch it. It is by far one of my top five animes, hands down. Definitely, it is our first Gamera uh, anime ever. Yes. So... First camera TV show ever. Yeah, no, not, yeah, you're right because he's only done movies. Um, highly, highly recommend it. I mean, it's too late this, now. You already know everything cannot, about it. Yeah, we cannot express how good this show is. And I think it's because we didn't have I heck, we didn't have high expectations because it wasn't Godzilla. Damn, did he? Man, it it hit. It was very good. That was, um, it was so good. But here's the question: What do you think was the best episode? I already told you mine. Oh, the best episode. Damn, it's tough. Because the, the final battle scene with the army and Gamera and then Giron's fight scene. But I'm going to go, I'm gonna go with the last episode, man. I'm going to have to go with yeah, it. Yeah, because it's... I, like I said, the, the best fight was probably in the fourth episode, but like... The, the emotions the, and everything in episode... Yes, the yeah. effects. The, there's so much more in episode six. It was... This is a very emotional show. Like, this show is a lot better. Like, they handled emotional story. They handled your characters good. They made you like All them. Right. They handled the plot, the story, the, mu- the music. Oh, so, a lot of kaiju shows and movies, just shit like... Man, especially the Kong one. Just, I hated the characters. But for some reason... With Gamma Rebirth, I loved almost every character. Damn it, they did they did a great, great job. It, it's, I, it's so it's it's so odd because like other TV shows that I've watched, like I don't want to make an extreme example, but like like Evangelion, like the characters in this, they're around the same age. I would I would rather see every single character in Evangelion die than any of the characters in this die. Yeah, like it, I. I like the characters. These are actual, okay. well-developed, and good-written characters. We're like you can see my excitement when I talk about this. One day yes. we'll do a live video of me going crazy. But I just gotta get a good camera. So <laughs> one thing is this: I like this show so much that I have. He knows this. DX knows. This. I am hunting. Well, I can get it, but I'm waiting a little bit because of the boss. I am definitely getting SH Monster Arts. Um. Gamera Rebirth, 100%. Yes. Um, 100%, we're getting that. So, final thoughts on the episode, because we have to cut it to the Muto, and then, yeah, because we're, 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 we're long. short on time here. Yeah. So, final thoughts, Gamera Rebirth, oh my god, oh my god, and lastly, oh my god, that's all I got. Gamera Rebirth was one of the best shows I've ever seen in my entire life. As a, as a long-time, all-my-life Godzilla fan, Gamera beat him at his own game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, All right. I did his job way better. I 
I'd love we we should we should do another episode on something about gamma. We should. Oh, we will. Day. We will one day. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna call the what ifs and uh, what I want to see coming out. But yes, no, we, we, we gotta get to the figure of the week, right. and we gotta get out of here. We're running short. On yeah, time. yeah. You gotta go to work, and I don't have to do anything because it's my day off. All right, you are handling figure of the week, and I have this pre-ordered, and I can't wait to get it. Go for it. All right, so back to Hyatt Toys, everybody. You know your favorite Hyatt Toys Godzilla 2014 female Mewtwo Mewtwo Mewtwo. Sorry, exclusive <laughs> action figure. This figure is scheduled to come out. First quarter of 2024, so at the beginning, but let's be honest, it's probably a little bit later. Um, it's going around 52 bucks on Big Bad Toy Store with shipping probably around like 60, 65, around that range. It's going to be 5.9 inches tall. It's going to be made out of plastic. It is from Godzilla 2014, so this is not the Muto in King of the Monsters. This is the female Muto from 2014. Highly detailed, multiple points of articulation, and interchangeable parts and art accessories. Which we don't know. But That's what's, what's crazy. We don't really... This is the thing, though. So it says interchangeable parts and accessories, but then what comes with the figure? Just the figure. No accessories. So why would it say that? Something. I don't know. It was it's a box count mutual figure. So maybe it's the arms. I my favorite shot of this is they nailed the female Muto's eyes one hundred percent. Yes, absolutely. The red is so good. And they even put a little bit of white in there to like give it more personality, like in the movie. Uh, highly recommended figure. I'm pretty sure that means they're going to do the male Muto, which no problem. Oh, yeah, they got to. Hi, uh, again, we've like we're not trying to rush it, but our time's coming short. Haya is crushing the figures. Um, yeah, dude, this is, this is our longest episode. Um, and I just, I'm getting it, and we'll see it next year. And then once I get it, of course, I'll put it out there. Um, not trying to rush, but it, we are coming down to the, the final minutes. All so right, We got to get out of here. Yeah. One, one thing I want to mention about the figure real quick. One thing. I appreciate the color because we all mm -hmm. know that the Mutos are mainly dark in color, but they aren't black. They have hints of gray and white in them along with their black that we don't see much in the movie because it's so dark. But there are selective shots like the male Muto at the airport when the explosion happens. We can see the white underarms. And uh, I believe the scene with the female – what scene can we see? Uh, the close-up of the female Muto when we see it trying to eat uh, the main character on the uh, – when Quick, it's on the Quicksilver. Yeah, well, yeah, Brody, right? Is that his name? Quicksilver. I think, isn't his name like Brody? I don't know. I saw oh my Quicksilver. God, we have two Brody characters, I think. Anyway, highly recommend this figure. It's 52 bucks with shipping on the Big Bad Toy Store, probably in tax around like 65 maybe up there in 70 But highly recommend it. Finally, our first Muto like, articulated figure. I'm very excited. Very excited myself, and I cannot wait. So, our final thoughts. Again, Come join us on Discord, Calling All Kaiju. If not, you don't want to do that, you want to come look at some cool pictures, hit us on Calling All Kaiju on Instagram. If you don't want to do that, you want to see some crazy figures I put on my TikTok, guess what the name of that is? Calling All Kaijus. We're there everywhere. Um, uh, this was a little bit longer episode, and I like the fact that, again, we're called Calling All Kaiju. It's not just Calling Godzilla. So we had to represent Gamera today should give some love and respect to that turtle himself he deserves it 100 percent. so forget if it was a long episode enjoy it because you know what we did so we will catch you next episode uh be safe out there dx my buddy in crime thank you for being here with me uh yeah. 
and on my Thanks for watching it with me, man. Yeah, it was, it was a that was a blast. Next time we could probably if what well, we can't do where they watch our reactions, but we're gonna get there someday. Um, the casual friends and family, thank you again for joining the podcast. Let us know. Hey, if you like it, throw us some st- information out there in our review. Hit us up on Instagram. We love getting feedback. Or guess what? Again, we do have a Discord. Join it. Throw some feedback out there because we have a lot of friends that talk to us offline. But um, again, time is done. We have to go. I would say long live Godzilla, but today is, you know what? Gamera, the Guardian of the Galaxy. Live, yeah. Long live the Guardian of the Universe. Guardian of the Universe. Gamera, hands down, brother. Good job out there. Love the show. DX, I'll catch you next episode. Everybody, be safe and be smart. We'll catch you later. Peace out.